Let's begin. Shir two. <clears throat> so last time I said over an idea first, and then we went into the into the safer. This time I want to do the opposite. We're going to first read, and then I would like to explain maybe concepts. First, it just as an overview as to what we spoke about last time, and generally what was said in Perak Aleph, he went through a lot of questions. He went through a lot of questions, and and everybody could go through the questions themselves again. But what we came out was that a tzaddik and a, and a benyani is not based on his actions. We don't decide based on actions who's a tzaddik and who's a, a benyani. It's not based on their actions of what they're doing. But it's much more pinivi, much more mahusi, much more of an essence to take a difference between the two of them. And by tzaddik he saw that very clearly and he really proved that very much by a benyani that you have to say that a benyani doesn't even have any any chatoim uh, at all. Doesn't have any bonus at all, a benyani. So much so that even Bidl uh, Taira, a Benini doesn't have any shaykhahs to. And we find by Rabbah that he calls himself a Benini. So he's going to develop now, and he's going to start really now, in the beginning, from right now, the end of Perak Beis, Perak Aleph, he's going to really start setting up the whole picture of explaining what exactly is the difference between them, the Mechus, or essence difference between a Tzaddik and a Benini and a Rasha, and that's where he's going to really go, that's really where he's going to go. When you see a baby doesn't even have a uh, terror, it means that the terror doesn't like a. Uh, doesn't do the point. Not even the terror. It's like the bottom entry of the whole area. It's not that it is, it's just, it's just, it's easily done. I think that's what he means. So. So. But, and, and, but the fact that he felt, and he called it safer, safer baby, it means, as a physic to us, that he felt that every single person could really become a Bainani. And it's a big chizik, because like we said, colloquially that's what we would call really a tzaddik nowadays. So he really believes in every single one of us that we could really become a tzaddik. And the whole, the whole course of the Sefer is really going down such a road. So just to start over here, we, we ended last time, and we'll begin with the words of Ach Bira Inin. Can I see that? Everybody see that? Ach Bira Inin. Now we're going to explain, we're going to start to explain the whole concept of a Benini and a Tzaddik and their Avoidah. What Rechaim Vital wrote in Shara Kedusha and Eitz Chaim by the Rizal, which Rechaim Vital wrote as well. He wrote over from the Rizal and Sharnut Perk Beis. The Kol Ish Yisrael, Echad Tzaddik Ve'echad Rasha, Yishtein Neshamash. Every person, Echad Tzaddik, Echad Rosha doesn't make a difference. Both of them equally, they each have two neshamos. Dixiv, like the pasuk says, v'neshamos anitzisi neshamos. I made neshamos is a plural lashon, referring to two neshamos. Because every tzaddik, every rosha, no matter who, every benyani, whatever, every one of them has inside of them two neshamos. Two neshamos, as we'll explain in a minute. 
Shehain Shtein Nafshois, which are the two Nafshois. Here he's coming to really, to, to Bavorn Akasha by saying those words. I'm not sure if I want to get into what exactly he's coming to, to, to Bavorn, but he's coming to, to, to say that there's two Nishamas. Two Nishamas. Nefesh Achas. So now we're going to start with the first. Nefesh Achas. The first Nefesh, the first Nishama is Mitzada Klipa Vasitra Achra. First one. That's what he, that is what he's doing. That is why he's actually really re-saying the word nefashas to make sure that you should know that it doesn't really mean the word neshama, and he's he's making it he's making it be loose. That's one way to explain it. Nobody explains it a little bit deeper. Nefesh achas is mitzad the klipa of sitra achra. One nefesh is mitzad the klipa and the sitra achra, which I hope to explain this concept of klipa and sitra achra at length shortly. This goes inside of the person. It's the part of the neshama which goes inside of the person to give a, a life force to the guf. Because you see, even if I can say it in the pasuk, ki nefesh habasar bedamu, that the nefesh bedam, the nefesh habasar, the nefesh is in the dam. So you see that there's a nefesh which goes. It's mislabish, meaning it resides, its residence in the dam of the person. And gives chias to the person, it gives chias to the person, and its ikr places in the dam, it gives chias to the guf of the person. When we met in this nefesh, this nefesh, this nefesh habahamis, which we'll call it, both kol amidas rose, all our amidas rose come from this nefesh which is inside of our body. Me'arba yisodas royim, from all the different four yisodas, you know, there's esh, mayim, ruach, and afar, like I'll say in a minute, and all them. There's a tov to them, and there's a ra to them. So all the ra that comes from them, a kol mitos rose from these arbi yisodos, really come out from this nefesh. Shabbat the hainu kas the gaiva miyisoda esh shenigva lemala. Like we know that kas and gaiva, as self understood, I'm not going to explain everyone at length now. But kas and gaiva, they are from the yisod of esh of the dal yisodos. Then you go to the next one about taivas hatanugim. Your desires are misodamayim. Kiyamayim matzmichim komini tainu. Because all the different tainugim come from water. They grow from water. So we have water and we have ash, and He's giving us the midas rose, which they represent. Vahoyalos relate sonos, vispiros, all those those midas of being elate and and glorifying yourself. The divine betelim. Those are all from the soyra ruach. Each one of these can be explained at length and really should be explained at length, but. Maybe next time around we go to Tanya, we'll spend more length. The Atlas, the Atlas is Misoida Afar. The Atlas and the Atlas comes from the Soida Afar, comes from dirt. That's self understood. Dirt is very heavy. Dirt doesn't really move. And dirt, therefore, it probably feels heavy. That's like Misoida Afar. So, what he said so far is that we have this Neshama, which goes inside of the Guf, gives Chiyas to the Guf. And all of our natural midas rose come from this. And in fact, all of our tviyas, all of our tzarchei aguf come from this. For example, when we're hungry, or when we feel tired, or we feel thirsty, they all, when our body feels all the needs that it needs, all its desires that it needs, this is really built off this nefesh. Concept that he speaks of. 
We remember boys and homing as rice. Yeah. It's never to a buster. The diamond from it come all his rice. The Arby's side is from Shabbat. From the Arby's side is Royal Shabbat that exists in, yep. in, in the, in the Nefesh of Hamas. Yeah. The Nefesh of Hamas is made up of Arby's side. Made up of or has it contained inside of it? So, but all the, yeah. If you why do you call it, why does he call it a Nefesh of Hamas? Because uh, so I was going to get to that. So the reason why it's called the Nefesh of Bahamas is because just like we were saying now that all of our natural tendencies, all of our natural needs come from this Nefesh. So our desire to eat, our desire to drink, our desire to sleep, all come and are based on this Nefesh. All of our Tzarchi Aguf. An animal only lives with its Tzarchi Aguf. The, it's all li- its whole life is trying to say is to, to nourish its guf. That's the whole use of an animal. So maybe when we're talking about that this nefesh, which is built off just having, which is which gives us our tzarich, our tzarichin, it's our tzarich, our guf that we feel. Maybe it's also called the nefesh of Bahamas. That's why we tell it as the nefesh of Bahamas. That's one way to explain it. Why not? Because it's a it's a ruchniyistic thing. It's still ruchniyist. Nefesh is life source. Right. Yeah, that's true. In the, in the, in the, but our pull towards physical things—that's the meat of what we're referring to. Our pull towards physical things. I mean, we'll have meat which we'll see. That's what the safer has all meat a lot. That's true. That's true. He's, ca- he's calling it—he's calling it a more general term. That our tzarchir guf, things that our body does, because our body has certain tzarchim. It's not saying that this is animal. No, it's saying that this is our tzarchir guf. We can just divide. Right. Fine. So that's this part of, of the nefesh. Maybe that's why it's called the nefesh of Bahamas. <clears throat> the gam midas toivah shebeteva kol Yisrael, and so too it is with the midas toivah shebeteva kol Yisrael, but toivah kol Yisrael. It's all some in naturally. We know that the Gemara says that Klaishal they have three natural midas, Khmarachmanas, Vikimidas Khasadim, and they're Baishonim, they have they, they, they have Busha, right? Is there is there another gears that change on that wherever there? No, but why do you use Abishana? Yeah, I mean that's that's a good question. Why do you use Abishana? Yeah? Today is the Tabakha. Today is the Tabakha. So Rahman and so with the Nefesh this this Nefesh of Bahamas that we have inside of us has also natural tendencies that a yid naturally has, like the Gemara says, the Gimel Simonim, and this Ummah that a yid naturally has, meaning excluding his second nefesh, that we'll say in a minute, inshallah, whatever, we'll explain in a minute. But naturally we have from this nefesh, our nefesh of Bahamas, even these natural good midas. And he explains why. Why is that? And this is going to be, this will need explanation. I don't know if I'll explain it now, but I'll explain it more throughout the Sefer. Ki Yisrael nefesh zu deklipa, this nefesh deklipa that's inside of, of Kla Yisrael, he meklipas noiga. It's meklipas noiga. We know that klipa, on one hand, is a word which we'll explain very shortly, doesn't represent something which is tov. Noga represents light. Noga is or, light. So it has both these two contrasts to each other. It's klipa, but it's also noiga. And so in every yid, there's these two contrasts. So in Mamela, we have the bad side of this klipa, which is going to be all of our midas rose. 
which would be all means roads that we have, which are natural, Bahamistika, Teva, Tzarchi, and Guf. And then we also have as well, inside of us, our, our natural pull towards Tov as well. Because this klipa that we have inside of us, this Nefetah Bahamas, which is from the klipa Tzunoiga, is from the Eitzadah Tovera, which means that there's Tov and there's Ra to it. That clear so far? So what we said is that this Nefesh has three aspects to it. It does three things so far. One, it gives Chiyas to the Guf. It keeps us alive. It's our Hashad Chiyas that we have. Everything to do with our body, our life force in our body. That's step number one. Step number two is that it's the makor to all of our midas rows that we have. All of our midas rows, they all come as well from this nefesh. And then on top of that, our natural midas, which we naturally have, which are tov, they also come from this, this klipa, and that's unique to, to Kala Yisrael. So you see, what do you see from here? Which we'll see really clearly in a second. Actually, let's read on for a second. the goyim, their nefesh. Every yid has to know that he's, he's even his the, the worst part of him is better than a goy. But the nefesh of a uh, the nefesh of a goy is from the other three klipas, which we'll explain. Shehein ain behem toiv klal. They don't have any tov at all. Meaning that even their tov can't be proper, can't be in its fullest. Even their tov can't be in its fullest. Like it says in the Gizu Begemara, on the positive of the chesed of the chesed that we do is also like a chatas. It's also like a sin by them because it can't be perfect. It can't, it's not really right. She called stock of chesed shumas odegulim oisin any chesed stocker that they do ain't an el desires all for their own gavit, all for their own self. All the tov, all the good that a guy will do will always eventually trickle back to say that it's for me. Masha'enkein, a yid, he can have a pure tov, just even off his side of klipa tov. Meaning, even the lowest part of a yid, this lowest part of a yid, which comes from the, from, from the Nefesh of Bahamas of him, could even do something completely with a complete full-hearted tov. And that itself already is in a higher madriga than a goy. That itself is in a higher madriga than a goy, that everything about a goy is completely built off these three gimel klipa sameas, which we'll explain in a minute. So that's the nefesh uh, of Bahamas of Yid and the nefesh of Bahamas of Agoy. That clear so far? So that's really not to be not to be confused. That's really one nefesh. We said that there's two nefesh in every Sadiq and every Russia. That is one of the two. This nefesh of Bahamas. Don't don't be confused and say the, the three clip of Tameas, but they're also part of the nefesh of Yid. We don't have the essence shaykhs to that. Like we said before, that any khatas, any, any sin that a yid does, you can never say that's really him. And this is Mamash Mukhor for that. It's never really shy to him. Because he doesn't really ever connect purely to Torah. So that's the first nefesh. The nefesh of Bahamas of a yid. Is that clear so far? Any questions? And also he what? Absolutely not. I don't know. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah? Absolutely. He says it? Yeah? Yeah, it could be, it could be that some people, they mamish, tamper the Nakuda Lihaz so badly. Somebody says, even on the, the Mishnah, it says there were 10 
Yashkatasi. Well, you got rid of it. So, the even if a person died in Ashkenazi, maybe excluding Ashkenazi. No, no, no. He says, he says that when, when he says, Akadosh Baruch Hu Hashem says, "Look, he's not going to be enough." It's not my Akadosh Baruch Hu. Oh, yeah, there you go. Thirty in the opposite of anything. Okay. You said maybe I was, I was, I was, huh? Yeah, I was, I was thrown off completely. Every year. <laughs> even the, just explain it if you want. Just even the year in that Sefer Shemitah, they had in him Chedek Olam Haba. The way you explain it is. That certain, certain yidin, I mean, there's every yid has a cloth is a golam haba, which is shaykh to every yid as, as a cloth. But every yid has also the prot is a golam haba. That's shaykh to their, to, to their avoda. So you might say that they are completely excluded from the olam haba, which would be the prot is haba, that they'll never have a shaykh to those yidin, like or whatever. But the cloth is Israel olam haba, they might also have a shaykh to that. That's a general explanation, we're not getting into it more than that. Fine, but now let's look at the other, the other nefesh. The nefesh Hashenis Yisrael, the second nefesh of Yisrael, he chedek elokai b'mal mamash. This is a chedek elokai b'mal mamash. I am not explaining this parak right now. I am just using it to explain the contrast between one klipa, one nefesh, and the second nefesh. I am going to read this again next week. Okay? He blew inside of him a nefesh chayim. The Atan Nefachtabi, every word here needs to be Madaik, the Atan Nefachtabi, you blew it inside of me. Kamoch Kanzu Ben Azar, Mondo Nafach, Mitoche Nafach, the one who blows, blows from his inside, Perish Mitoche Yusai, Kirmin Yusai, from his innards. Shetoyos Upnimius Achish Ba'odam, the inner of the person, the inner chiz of the person comes out, is Moiti Ben Nefich Hosoi Bekoyach, when he blows out the Koyach, that comes out. Huh? Next week. Next week. It's, it's, it's every line needs to be medayik over here and, and, and spoken about and, and just to show how, how connected we are with the Rebbe Shalom and how completely tied together we are with the Rebbe Shalom. But that's the contrast. The contrast is that we have, every year it has on one hand a nefesh al-kis, which is his neshama. And we have also a nefesh al-bahamis, which is from this kripas naga that exists inside of him. And really the reason why he's, he put the other one first, he put kripas naga first before he spoke about Tanevish al-Kis, because that's the way that Pashup Shah, that's the say there that things work, that first Ayyad gets his Yetzir Hara, and then when he turns 13, he gets his, he gets his Yetzir Taif. So he also put it in that, in that order, say Pashup Shah. Fine. But that's the, that's the idea. Of, of the difference between the Nefesh HaBahamis and the Nefesh HaLakis and that's really setting up to describe the essence difference between a Benini and 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 the Tzaddik and the difference between them and a Rosh and everything so I want to go on to explain now a little bit more see after the Shemayat exactly what is a Klippa what is a Klippa what does it mean the word Klippa you said the word like 16 times so I'd like to explain things important to, to, to have clarity in it and then also, how they come to existence? How do they come? I hope I get that far. How do they come 
into existence in this world. So step by step, we'll try to go slow. So I really think we said there's, there's four clippers. There's four general clippers that are really brought down in the Pasuk. There's three clippers Tameas. There's three major clippers. And then there's this clippers Neugeh, like we saw. And there are really Merames in the Pasuk in Yechezkel. Why exactly these ones? Okay, I don't know exactly. But this is what they're called. The Erev Hine Ruach Se'ara. That's one. The Ruach Se'ara is the first. There's the second, which is called the Anon Gadol. The Eish Mishmakachas is called the third one. Those three, Ruach Sa'ara, Anon Gadol, the Eish Mishmakachas, those three are represent the Gimel Kippur Tamez. Then, we have as well, huh? It could be, uh, I don't know, I, I haven't done something to it properly. Venoigel Osoviv and, and Klippas Noiga, that's the end of the passage, Venoigel Osoviv, that's the Klippas Noiga, that's the fourth Klippa. And like we said before, the difference between these two Klippas is as follows that Klippas Noiga has one hand a Klippa, that's also one hand Noiga, represents Or, because it represents a mixture of Toiv and of Ra, has both qualities to it. Masha'enke in these three Klippas Tameas, there is no Tov to them at all. No Tov at all. That's the difference between the two. So now, what is a klipa? What is a klipa? So it's as follows. We know that there's something called a klipa al pri. Klipa al pri. There's a klipa which covers over the fruit. So what does it mean that the klipa covers over the fruit? It means that you can't see the fruit. You can't see what's under the klipa. The klipa acts as a covering over the thing which is inside the penis which is inside that thing. Klippa is mechasa over the fruit that's inside of it. And the same thing is true when it comes to ruchnis. Just like a klippa covers over the fruit, you can't see the fruit inside, so too in ruchnis, when it comes to being revealing elokus in this world, revealing the rabbonish lalom, revealing the neshama, there's something called the klippa, which also covers it over. You're not able to see, you're not able to be mocker that thing, you're not able to recognize it. That's what a klippa is. A klippa means that you're mechasa over something that you can't see it. It makes it hidden. hidden. Like Nubble said, there was Nubble, Nubble was, was a major klippa that Dabba Melch worked hard on. Almo Nubble Babibo, Eina Lakim. Nubble was a major klippa, he said, Eina Lakim. Why? Because he was such a big klippa, which was Mechasa over Elokus, that you weren't able to recognize Elokus, and he could say, so far, Eina Lakim. There's no Elokim, there's no Elokus. And what that means, when you say that Elokus is covered over, is you're able to say about yourself now that you are separate. And when you say you are separate, it means that you feel that you have a yeshus to yourself. You feel like you're a dover yesh of ne'atma. You're separate from other coasts. You're a yesh of ne'atma, you're completely separate. That's what it means in klipa. That's what the Rashavi writes. Any naklipas, shehem nefrodim legamre, ubechines yesh mamish. The klipas, they are nefrodim, they're completely separate. And a yesh mamish, because they cover over elokus, they cover over the rabbonishol in the world in such a way that you could think that this world exists without a rabbonishol. That it's a yesh b'fnei asma, it's it's an identity of its own. That's what it means. The klipa, it's a covering over elokus to feel that you're a yesh b'fnei asma. Clark. So that's why 
the Midah of Kedusha is the exact opposite Midah. The Midah of a Yid, the Midah of Kedusha of a Yid is to feel the exact opposite. A Yid goes against the Klippa and a Yid lives his life. The topic of the Midah of Kedusha is feeling a complete bitter nullification, that's right, right? A complete nullification to the Rabbanu Shalom, a complete bitter to the Rabbanu Shalom. So the Klippa means you could feel Yeshus, which is a complete separation from the Rabbanu Shalom. When it comes to Kedusha, you could feel a complete, you, have, you feel a complete bitter to, to the Rabbanu Shalom. Inclusion. Right? Like that word. That's why when it comes to Huh? Something exists that's clearer. I'd like to I would like to it, it, Okay, but we will we'll explain that. Oh I'm I'm gonna explain that. I'm gonna explain that. I'm going to explain that, right, 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 slowly, step by step. Let's just get, okay, what Kippa, Kippa means separation, yeah? So now, that's why... Is a separate thing or just covers over something else? It makes, it makes a covering over Elokos, and by covering over being able to see a Kaddish Baruch you can feel that you are now completely separate. But it doesn't, it's not something that exists on someone Of course not. He'll explain that later on. That, that time. He'll explain that later on by by President Avera, and he'll explain that later on exactly in detail more. Also, that's why the root, if you would say, of all of all chatoyim, would be the chet of avodah zara. Avodah zara. That's why you, it says by the Gemara, start the shorsh You need to go the shorsh You need to go to the shorsh of avodah in order to uproot avodah zara. Because since it's like the shorsh of all chatoyim, you need to go to the shorsh of avodah zara. Because what it means is that you're completely feeling separate. Avodah Zara says that there is no Elokos. The greatest Yeshus that could be separate from, from of the revelation of Kodesh Baruch in the world would be Avodah Zara. That it's saying, I'm God and He's not. That idea, that concept of saying that I could exist without Kodesh Baruch that Avodah Zara tries to represent as someone who serves Avodah Zara, there's no greater Yeshus in the world that exists outside uh, uh, outside of the Rabbanu Shalom Kibyachol, like 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 a Zara. <clears throat> That's why also that we say out of all the midas rose, I'll be able to see this for sure. I think this is true. And of all the midas rose, if you call like what's the what's the line? What's the king of the jungle of midas rose? The king of the jungle, jungle huh? Exactly. The king of the jungle of midas rose is the mid of Gaiva. And it's mamash because this because the mid of Gaiva, just like just like a Zara, is. Is like the root of all the time. So, anybody who has Gazaruach, anybody who has Gaiva, it's as if he serves Avodah Zara. And the reason being is exactly the way what we just explained. Because Avodah Zara means that you could feel that I'm a Yeshus. I could feel completely separate from the Rabbanu About Gaiva, thinks he has his own Koyach. He doesn't live with the completed Balas of the Rabbanu so in Mela, a person who's a Baal Gaiva, what he feels is complete separation from the Rabbanu Shalom. That's why the Midah of Gaiva, is, 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 it, it trumps all the Midahs. And, and that's also why Moshe Rabbeinu, who's the greatest, who would you say is the greatest person to ever live? Moshe Rabbeinu. And the Midah which is described in Moshe Rabbeinu is the Midah of what? That he's the Allah of Mikol Adam. Moshe Rabbeinu was the person who lived 
with the complete greatest bittal that any other person could have. Moshe Rabbeinu lived with the top of the bittal. Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu lived with the complete high level of bittal. And that's also why you find by Moshe Rabbeinu, and also a very interesting thing, said by Moshe Rabbeinu, V'yikmar also Bagai, he was buried in Bagai, the Eretz Moyav, Mul base Pa'or. He was buried opposite base Pa'or. Rashi says, Mul base Pa'or. He was buried there. It was set over there from Moshe Rabbeinu, from Sheish Mibrishas. Why? Because he comes to act as a kapara for Maisa Pu'or. For the Maisa Pu'or, the Maisa of the Zara. Because Moshe Rabbeinu is the exact opposite of the Lord Zara. Moshe Rabbeinu is the exact opposite of the Lord Zara. And he even finds he was completely separate from the Chet Ego. Come out the only one who was completely separate. Moshe Rabbeinu is completely separate from the Lord Zara. Because Moshe Rabbeinu represents that I am the honor of Mikhaladam. I live with complete his batlas. I live with a completely, I completely give myself over to the Rabbanu Which is the exact opposite of this, of this line, which is called the Midav Gaiva, which says that I can be a Yesh. And that's called the Lord So Elokus, Bittal, Godliness, Kedusha, that's all another, and that's the exact opposite of the Lord which means Yesh, which is the Midav Gaiva. Clear? I mean, I'm sure. I think different. The Rosh might, might have might have said that you find by by um, the Torah of Flaga that they they were mocked that there was a Rosh even in their even when they were serving their Rosh The Rambam says, but they said that the Rosh had to leave Veshnikol. He explains later on that they, they have that they themselves have a certain recognition that there's that there's that there's Elokus. And that makes you a certain level worse than them. Yeah, I explain it later on in the safer, so when we get there maybe we'll touch on it more. But he 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 he, he talked about your question very much. I think what he's asking is does does Abhazar require to believe there's another God or there's just I thought, he was asking, I thought he was asking, he was asking on the Avodah itself or on you as the, as the mensch. The Avodah Zara is makir that, there, that, there, that, there, that there is a lukos. It might, it might be, it might be makir that. It is makir that. It's makir at Makos. The Oedin, maybe not. Not that they have to know there's a lukos. They might think there's a Avodah Zara. They think there is no lukos. They think there is no Avodah Zara. They're struggling with Avodah Zara. The penis, they know, but... But anything other than Hashem is Fine. So now we explained basically what is a klipa. Right? Clear what a klipa is? Yeshus, separation from Elokos, covering over Elokos, which allows you to feel your own Yeshus. But now we have to explain how did they get here? How did they come about? So, just to build it up a little bit, we say every single Shabbos by Kigavna, Kaza Ayel Shabbos, when Shabbos comes, E is Yachdas, is the unification, is Parshat Mesitra Afraim, is the separation from all Sitra Afra. Shabbos, we separate ourselves completely from Sitra Afra, from Klipa, from Ra. And we also say in Mizra Shaliyah Mashabbos, Kihine or Yudacha Yavedu, is part of the Kolpay Alvin. All your enemies that go away on Shabbos. So, the question is, why is Shabbos unique to that? What's unique about Shabbos? So, it's getting a little late, so I'm going to pick up the speed a little bit. So we say, Chazal tells us, 
The world was created with a sarm, a mother, ten utterances. That's the way that they say it. Ten utterances the Rabboni Shalom created the world with. A sarm, a This is a little bit tricky, so you have to hone in. And the, the mission of Abba asks, Ba'alo b'maymer, echa yachol libaros? You could have created it with one maymer, so why did you create it with ten? Eli parav in a rishayim, shema adin azarilam, to give punishment to the rishayim, to give schar to the tzaddikim, shema kaim azarilam. So therefore he created it with one maymer, with ten memaros. In order to give punishment to the rishayim, and schar to the tzaddikim, therefore we created, he created the world with ten memaros lamaisa. So I want to explain maybe the oymik of, of this chazal, what it means. So later on in Perikhov Beis, the Tanya himself writes like this: The Torah speaks in the same language that, that, that a person will speak, I mean, in the same way. It represents the same type of dibor. The dibor is called Rishim dibor mamish. It's called a dibor. Ki dibor adam, just like the dibor of an adam. They feature by Emma's Kathi Derek and Ritas of Shafas Achiz Vaklanim Zim Rabim because when he created the world, he created the world, this is a deep concept, he created the world through a lot of Tinsumim and he, he covered over it. The Kolkat Gobr of Asma Tinsumim, the Hester Ponim, Alyonim, that the Hester Ponim throughout the world came more and more and more. Until you could have in the world things which are Sitra Akhra and Klipa. Meaning, a dibor of a person, a person's dibor is when he speaks, when I'm speaking to you now, what's happening to my dibor? It's leaving me. It's leaving me, I'm the makor, it's leaving me, and it's going outside of me. So my dibor, when it leaves me, my king can say, my, the contrast to my machshava, it's always there inside of me, my machshava. My dibor is not always united with me like my, like, my, like my machshava is. When I'm speaking, it's leaving me, it's going outside of me. And in a certain way, you could say that it's separate from me. It leaves me to be, I feel a certain separation from me. So, so to it is when Kush Baruch created the world, Ayadeh Dibor, you could say that it's different than Makshava. You can't, you won't feel that there's that complete unity like you would by Makshava. Because Dibor means a separation. So, when Kush Baruch created the world with Asarma Maras, when he created the world with Dibor, it means that you could feel the world as being separate. But of course, of course in the Pneumites, like he writes, in the previous paragraph, he writes about that, Parakhaf Aleph, he writes that Kharaj Rakhaj Baruch's Dibor is not like our Dibor. It's not like our Dibor, on the other hand, because the Pneumites, really Kharaj Baruch's Dibor is completely united with him. There's no such thing in the world as existing outside of the Rabbanu Shalom. So our Dibor is really not so much Rabbanu Shalom's Dibor. But it, because he speaks the lush of like the lush of Bani Adam, so we have also the other side of the contrast. So we have two contrasts going on. One of the Rabbanu Shalom's Dibor comes out and you would think that it's meaning separate, something separate. But on the other hand, not. It's not separate, it's completely united with him. Our Avoida of Israel is to show that the whole entire world that you could look at the Rabbanu Shalom's Dibor, as being separate from the Rabbanu Shalom, is to show that it really is completely united with the Rabbanu Shalom. That's the, that's the avoda of Yisrael. So when we say, is that clear? The Dibor of the Rabbanu Shalom, it, feels, it looks separate. So if it looks separate and the whole world is created from that, it gives the ability for the world to say, I'm a separate entity. 
Because a dibur means I'm leaving my makor, my where I came from. So Gershbaba created the world with, 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 with dibur. You could look at the world now and say there's something that could be separate. There can be something separate. And maybe the whole life force of something which can feel separate, klipa, how could it feel separation? How does it feel separate? It feels separate only because Kashbaku created the world with a dibor, which looks like our dibor, which says, I am separate from my makor. Clar? But Kane, the truth is what? That it's really completely united with the Rabbanu Shalom. So that's Pshan Chazal. Chazal says, Basar Mamor is never alone. But he could create it with one Maimon. Our real avoidance is that we're supposed to take those Basar Mamoras and we're supposed to really make them look like one Maimon. But that's where we get our Schar, and that's where they're shy, and that's where they lose out. Because ten Mamoras would mean separation. Ten means it's separated. It's separated from that unity which could have been one Maimon. So it means the world could feel a certain level of separation. I feel separate, like a diva which is separate. But our vote is really no, one mimer. I'm making it into one mimer. Everything is completely rebellious and even the world which is created through a dibor is completely united with him. According to the Shah, the Shah should have made the world by a dibor. Why? That's the only way that could, you could feel separation. How could you, how could you feel separation without a dibor? The only, the only thing that makes something to be separate is because a dibor means I'm separating myself from my makor. So the world couldn't have felt a separation, I mean, there couldn't be a kurok of a khir, let's say, without there being dibor which allows it to exist. Ten is the essence means I, is, is separate. Ten is a period to one. Why the Russian ten, why not two? The morale has very nice problem that. But ten means separation. One means so complete the unity. Goal, the goal was to show separation now, and why, you know, and that's, that's the kasha, the Mishnah. The Mishnah is that. The, the Mishnah is saying you could have created with one. Why didn't you do it? Because it's schar. That's why you created it with ten. So why the, why the lengthy whole process? But the Maisa, what's the difference between one and ten? What is the difference between the two? Ten means separation. One means unity. It's symbolic unity, even though it's evil. Yeah, because um, th- 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 those are both the two contrasts of Dibor. One is one symbolizing unity, even though Dibor is separate, still from the start. I mean, the Siddiqim, they bring it back to one mimer. Uh, after all, it's funny more. Right? So, the reason, the whole reason of Dibor is that I'm sure Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss it more afterwards. I want, I want to finish the point because it's Bamish Mara probably in one minute. So that's why, by, when it comes to, to Shabbos, a Baruch Hu rested when he created the world. On Shabbos, Kosh Baruch Hu rested. Shabbos Vayinafash. There was a Manucha, there was a resting. So a Kosh Baruch Hu rested on Shabbos. What did he rest from, Ba'atim? It means that he rested, the Baal speaks about it as well in the Mimer, he rested from his Kosh of Dibor. Shabbos means, my Kosh of Dibor comes to rest. The Kosh of Dibor comes to rest. So in Cain, he asked the Balatanya, how did he create the world on Shabbos if there is no Dibor creating it? So the Balatanya says, Shabbos isn't created from Dibor, it's created from Machshava. Shabbos means 
I created myself like this. We say by Shabbos, keep me out amku machmasacha. We say by Mitzvah Shayyam Shabbos. Because Shabbos was created not from the Dibor of the Rabban Shalom, it was created from the Machshav of the Rabban Shalom. That's the difference between Shabbos and the weekday. And the Mela, just like on Shabbos it was created from the Machshav, means that it's completely united. It's the exact opposite of what a Dibor means leaving. It means complete unity with yourself. So Mamela, that's why on Shabbos we say by Kagavah that there is no welcome for Klippa on Shabbos. Because when you enter into a world called, called the Machshavah, which means complete unity, it means that there's no more, there's no more room to say that there's a Yeshus outside of the Moshav, because it's completely united like the Machshavah is with, with, the, with the person who's thinking. So Mamela, there's no room to say, I'm a Yesh b'fnei atma, I'm a Yesh on my own. Because on Shabbos the whole world was created from the Machshavah. So just to sum everything up, we have two nefesh, nefesh of the Hamish, nefesh of the We spoke about the difference between the two a little bit, and this comes from a klipa, there's two different types of klipa, given klipa is Tameus, klipa is Naga. Klipa means a yesh, feeling separation, that's the meat of Gaiva and of Zara. And we explained that the only way that they can really exist, only exist because that they have, because Chris Rosal created the world with the Dibor, Dibor can mean separation, and our job is to so show that no, there is no separation. And on Shabbos we have a complete unity, which is the Machshava, which means that I'm completely unified with male, that's why there is no Kippah, and such an offer on Shabbos. Shkoyach.